There's a lot of terminology. There's a lot of workflows to go through. And as a business owner, it's really important to understand the connections between all of these. Welcome to the Know Your Worth show, where we teach you how to think about your money differently so that you can achieve your sexy money goals. I'm Sydney, your money maven and owner of Know Your Worth. And I'm Kristen, Sid's dime piece bestie, team member, and busy mama twins, here to make sure that those of us without a financial degree can still level up with each episode. Let's get started on reaching your next goal. Welcome to the Know Your Worth podcast. I am your host, Sydney Smyers, your money maven. And I'm Kristen Fidele, Sid's dime piece bestie, and I'm here to ask the questions that you can't ask because you're not here. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So today is our sixth episode And we are going to be talking about sort of basic financial statements, Mm -hmm. the basic documents that you would be tracking and following and preparing for your business. But also you can uh, have personal financial statements for your life, too. Okay. What are the important ones that we should be looking for? Yeah. So the top three financial statements that really are used in day-to-day business and just life as well are the balance sheet and the income statement and the statement of cash flows in your business. In your personal life, you probably don't use a statement of cash flows so much, but you can absolutely prepare one for your personal life as well. But your personal financial statements are, if anyone requests those personal financial statements, sometimes you get those for a request as a home equity line of credit Or if you're opening up a financial uh, savings account, investment account, working with an advisor, they might ask for personal financial statements. And a lot of the times that is just like the balance sheet is what they're asking for. Sometimes they might want to see a profit and loss statement for your personal spending for a certain period of time. And then for your business, though, you'll have your balance sheet, your profit and loss statement and your statement of cash flows that you can pull and prepare at any point. They normally have a clean month end, but you can pull those at any point during your business. When you're saying you can pull them. Yes, run the report so that you can view and evaluate. So whatever accounting software you're using, so if it's QuickBooks, Xero, but also like HoneyBooks will have them, different uh, point of sale softwares will also just have financial statements in them. You can also generate them in Excel if you're creating it yourself Mm -hmm. um, or if you're using one that like Know Your Worth makes a Excel version of a financial statements that automatically generate in the typical format of what you would see for a financial statement. Mm Mm-hmm. So any of those, when I say pulling them, it's that you're looking at a period of time and certain transactions are included in that period of time. And basically you're generating or you're pulling those financial statements from whatever system you're using in order to view them. Okay. And just kind of analyze them from there. And you're speaking from a business standpoint only right now? A little bit of both. So if you're pulling your personal financial statements, it's still going to be for a certain period of time. Normally the balance sheet is up through a time. So Mm -hmm. the balance sheet is from the beginning of time through now. You don't typically run a balance sheet from like the beginning of January to the end of January. That is because Your balance sheet would include your cash accounts, Mm -hmm. your debt accounts, any receivables or payables that you would have, and then other fixed assets. So buildings, cars, things like that. So when you're running your balance sheet, you're looking at it as of a certain date. So on December 31st, this is what I had in all my bank accounts, Mm -hmm. cash. This is what I had in all my saving accounts, cash. Mm -hmm. This is what I had on my credit card balance. This is what my car was worth on this day. This is what my house was worth on this day. This is what my mortgage looks like on this day. And it's all on the same day. So you wouldn't really run a report for 
what the balance is like from January 1 to January 30th because it, you wouldn't get a lot of valuable information. out of That's where you would run a statement of cash flows and it would show any changes in those balances from this day to this day. Balance is just like a snapshot. Yes, on, it's exactly. It's like a picture. Why would you need that just on one day? So the reason why that gets asked a lot on a personal level when you need personal financial statements is so that a creditor or a lender can evaluate the financial position of your life where you're at. So what does your debt to equity ratio look like? If you own a house or you own cars, what does that look like? What's your leverage is where you would use those for a lot of the personal side things. So do you carry a lot of credit card debt? Do you have a lot of student loans or do you have those, but then you have really good assets in your house or your cars, or you don't have a lot of assets, but you have a lot of cash or you don't have a lot of any of those things and you don't have a lot of credit history, mm -hmm. but there's not a lot of risk associated with if you couldn't make the payments because the other payments you have are too high or you just have more things that you're paying for from there. So the personal financial statements show assets. A lot of the times too, they're used in terms of what does your investment capability look like? One of the most recent things that we were all asked to provide personal financial statements with was when we were working on uh, a bid for the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League. All of the teams that were presenting a bid, the NWSL wanted personal financial statements for all of the members of the group to look for liability and to also look for capability. Mm -hmm. So they want to know, generally speaking, how many assets to all of these members of our group have? What does anybody's debt look like? Is anybody doing this where maybe they shouldn't be and it could be a potential risk? Or do they have the capability where they have lots of assets under management? They have lots of cash in the bank account, lots of savings. That's where you would use those personal financial statements for. But they can also just be used as simple as you need to go and talk to your financial advisor. They want to know what you currently have. So you currently have student debt, car, house, bank accounts. And so, okay, we want to add in this savings account. We want to add in this investment account. And then you grow that personal financial statement with that. Okay, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. All right. So we talked so far about... What was the first one? The balance sheet. Balance sheet. And then and the, then there's the income statement. The income statement. And then there's a statement of cash flows. So those are like the three main okay. financial statements. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which one do we need to talk about more on? So that was the balance sheet with what we covered there. Okay. Because the personal financial statements, that's pretty similar to a business balance sheet. So that's your personal financial statements. That's what they're looking for. If you have your own business, that's where the balance sheet covers your assets, your liabilities, and your owner's equity. Okay. So the tip that they use whenever you're in accounting 101 is ALO. So it's A-L-O-E. And so your assets equal your liabilities plus your owner's equity. Okay. So it's a little formula that they teach in like a basic accounting. So your cash, all of the assets that you have under your business. So any cars that you have, any accounts receivable that are owed to you, any intangible assets. If you created a software that has a value, mm -hmm. that would be where that's listed. If you've prepaid for insurance for the year, that would be included there because you have that asset and it's going to run down for the remainder of the year, but you have that value there. Your house, your cars, things like that, or buildings if it's in your business. Those are all assets on your balance sheet. Then your liabilities would be any money that you owe to other people or any debt that you carry. So your credit cards, your notes payable to other vendors or individuals or businesses. And then if you have a line of credit, you have any loans with banks, those would all be held there. And then the next piece is your owner's equity. So basically what's your ownership in the company? Any money that you've made in prior years, 
gets added into your retained earnings. And this is going to get a little bit more specific here, can so don't worry. Yeah, eyes? I can see your eyes glaze over a little bit. <laughs> I'm just trying to like follow it and think of an intelligent question to I know. ask. And yeah. I'm like, don't worry. Why you need don't a bookkeeper. Worry. It's a lot of things. So if people ask for personal financial statements or if you're trying to build some of these for your business, it is difficult. There's a lot of terminology. There's a lot of workflows to go through. And as a business owner, it's really important to understand the connections between all of these. But most of the time when I'm talking to the business owners about the connection between the statements, it's because they don't understand how they're paying themselves or where they're paying themselves. So when we run reports and you see what your tax liability is, they want to include more things in that than they should. So really their tax liability becomes a little bit higher if you don't understand your financial statements. So that's a general overview of the balance sheet. So if we go to the income statement now, the income statement is run for a period of time. It has a start date and an end date. Typically in a business, it's run for the whole year. So it's January 1 to December 31st if you have a calendar year business. And you can also run it month to do a lot of evaluation month to month. But you can also run it week to week. You can run it for one day at a time. You can run it for the quarter to get your quarterly estimates or just mm -hmm. to do oversight of your business. You'd use the income statement to see the inflows and the outflows of cash in your business okay. that is not related to debt, owner's pay if you're a single member LLC or multi, but you're not an S-corp, and like accounts payable, receivable, or you're buying assets. Okay. So I know that's a lot. That's a lot. So <laughs> if I break it down a little bit more, and this is why you're here, yell at me no, if it's too much. Great. Like yell you're at me if great, it's too much. The only thing I can think is like <laughs> if you are stressed or confused, like just get a bookkeeper. Yeah, I know. Like, and I don't want to stress you out more. I don't want to stress you no, out more by providing too much, but or not saying it in the right way. So so the income statement is where most business owners are going to be focused on a day-to-day -day basis. And like when you're preparing your budget for your house. You'd look at your income statement. Like, is this it, how yeah. much I make and this is what I exactly, have? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's so your income statement is your revenue. And so it's it's your revenue at the top and then your expenses underneath and then your net income at the bottom. It's okay. in in the That's most exactly simplest what you sense. Did for me. Exactly. Okay. So your income is at the top. You can have it broken out into as many accounts as you like, but your income's at the top. And then from there, all of your expenses are listed out. If we were to get really in-depth, there's some more like categorization and like sectioning you, that you would do for that, like cost of goods sold, where that's held, where depreciation interest, where that's held. But we're not going to get super into that. It's truly just the money in and the money out in the simplest sense. Where business owners tend to get confused is that if you are, and I'm going to talk on behalf of the single member LLCs or the sole proprietorships or the hobbyists, someone that's not an S-corp. So if you are paying yourself through owner draws and just pulling money out of your business, you're not paying payroll taxes for yourself. That's like a big distinction. If you're an S-corp or a C-corp, you would be as an owner, most of the time you'd be in payroll, at least for the companies I'm talking about and working with. If you're filing as an S-corp, you're paying payroll to yourself. So you have your pay now listed on the income statement. Okay. If you are a single member LLC taxed as a sole proprietorship or a sole proprietor or someone that is just doing this as a contractor or a hobbyist where you don't have a legal business entity, you're just receiving money, but then you're tracking your expenses so that you can reduce that. You get 1099 income. This is the same way you would track it. Any payments to yourself that come out of your business are shown on the balance sheet. They're shown in owner's equity as an owner draw. So where people get confused is they're like, well, I made... $5,000, but 
I paid myself, so I only should owe the remainder. Okay. But that's not true for those sole proprietors, single member LLCs. What's true for them? They still owe the taxes on the money they've paid themselves throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So your income doesn't get removed from your tax liability. Gotcha. In the simplest sense, you will owe taxes on any money that your business makes after your taxable deductions. So that would include anything that is through the normal course of your business, a normal and necessary expense for your business you can claim as a deduction. Mm -hmm. So your office supplies and expenses, your computer, software. your software, exactly. Mm -hmm. If you have contractors that help, you include them in that deduction. Gas expense, mileage, things like that. You can use mileage as a reduction. Reimbursable expenses for those contractors, things like that. That goes into the business you would make sure that those are taken out and then you'd owe taxes on that net income number, the bottom number. But your pay doesn't get taken out of that number. So at the end of the year, you would owe your taxes on the income of the business minus the expenses. Okay. Not including your payroll. And then if you were a business that has assets on your balance sheet, a lot of times the startup hobbyists, the single member LLCs, the people that are taking their side hustles full time, a lot of the times we don't see them have assets. They might carry inventory if they're a retail business. So they'd have inventory on their balance sheet. But a lot of the time right off the bat, you're, you don't have a car that your business has bought. Yeah. You don't have a building that your business has bought. You might have credit card debt and things like that, but an asset that you purchased and then your business owns there. A lot of times those businesses don't have those right away. So it's not something that I always have to work with those business owners on. But say you took out a loan for the business mm -hmm. and you received all that cash. That cash is not considered income. It would increase your cash in the bank and it would increase your loan balance, okay. which is shown on the balance sheet. So you wouldn't pay taxes on that dollar amount. Okay. And then as you're paying it back, though, that's not a business taxable deduction either. It's just reducing the loan balance. Right. So that's where people can get confused because they're like, well, I made $5,000 in my business, put $1,000 back into this loan. I paid myself $2,000. So $3,000 has now left the business. Yeah. But if they have no other expenses, their net income would show in the simplest terms $2,000. So they're like, well, why am I showing that I made $5,000 on my income statement, but I only have $2,000 left in the bank? Yeah. And that's where the statement of cash flows would come in. Okay. The statement of cash flows connects where your income on your income statement is, that net income, yeah. and the balance in your bank. What happened to that money? Oh, okay. So that's where the statement of cash flows comes in to connect. That's where it went on your balance sheet. So you okay. paid yourself. You reduced debt. Maybe you had increase in payables and receivables, and that would be shown on your statement of cash flows. Okay. I'm quickly interrupting this episode because if you're enjoying this episode, you're going to want to download our guide on understanding your profit and loss so you can analyze the performance of your business like a pro. This is a big piece that you'll need to understand to apply some of the concepts that Sid is sharing in this episode. So be sure to grab that. The link will be in our show notes for you. All right, let's get back to the episode. And this is hard to follow without writing it down a lot of the time, too, or yeah. seeing them. No, but it's um, connecting. I can see yeah. where it connects. Okay, cool. Yeah. What else do you, what else other questions do you have right oh. now on it? 
<laughs> so are the, those are the three main those ones. are the three main ones yeah. yes those are the three main ones. my questions are under which situation would you need to look at these things like yeah i know you said okay maybe you're getting a loan for a house or yep. something like that what are as a business owner when might you need to look at all this yeah so i look at my profit and loss statement constantly because i really like looking at it because it really motivates me so if last month my business made this what can we make next month what are we projecting okay. Are we following our budget? So I would recommend at a minimum on a monthly basis. That's very standard, very normal. You don't have to look at it more than that. But if you create a budget for yourself for the year and you want to follow that, you would want to compare your budget to actual every month. Okay. And that would typically be the income statement is what you would look at. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then you'd look at it at, a, at the year end. You'd look at all of them for sure. Okay. But your year end you'd look at your balance sheet probably to see overall where's the cash. You're going to look at your cash accounts very frequently. That's cash in, cash out. You're always going to be keeping an eye on that. But the balance sheet as a whole, you would probably only really need to reflect on that when it's time to file it. So you might want to see, do you want to make an extra payment on your car for the business? Or do you want to make an extra payment on the credit card this month? So you might run your balance sheet to see everything all at once. What are the cash accounts at? What is the credit card at? What is the loan at here? And so that way you can see, okay, this is how much cash we have in the bank. I want to allocate it to some of these accounts to reduce them in okay. that way. So that's when you might run the balance sheet. But you can also run it more often to see what inventory balances are at and things like that. But I would say from the businesses that I work with, they typically don't really look at the balance sheet as much other than to see maybe if their accounts receive, if people owe them more money every month, like if their sales are down mm -hmm. and there's somebody that invoices a client, mm -hmm. it might be because their clients just haven't paid them yet. Okay. Um, so that's when they'll look at that. But uh, on a monthly basis, clients are very, and myself is very on top of the income statement, wanting to see where did their money go throughout the month? What are the fluctuations? How much money did they make every month? And that's where if you're doing your personal budgeting, you would look at that every month too. You might not care so much, oh, what's my car loan at right now? You don't need to know every month, oh, my car loan went down $300. Or so you really aren't going to necessarily pull that. And that's where if people are asking for personal financial statements, you want to be able to provide it for sure. But it's not something that they'll ask, you know, on a continual basis. It's like a one-time thing. They take a good snapshot of it. They see your financial snapshot and then you can move on from there. So if you're ever curious, Mint, again, that budgeting app, they prepare for personal financial statements for you. So if you're using that to track, you can put in what your car is. You can put in what your house is. And it has the Kelly Blue Book value of your car mm. and the Zillow value of your house in there. And it'll change in the fluctuation. So you can run at any point in time a personal financial statement and just provide that to someone. It's neat to look at it that way, but I would say you're looking at your income statement or you're looking at your personal budget on a month-to-month -month basis, and they're similar with that. So you're just like taking the pulse of your business, mm -hmm. and you could use it to set goals like, this is where I want to go next, exactly. or, oh, sh oh, crap, this isn't exactly what I wanted exactly. everything to look like. Exactly. I need to work harder here or there. Absolutely. Okay, so instead of just putting it on cruise control and never looking or being afraid to look, it's important to print these out or run them. Exactly. Print run them, them, run them, yeah. Run them <laughs> and analyze them either yes. with a bookkeeper or with partner or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so if you're creating a budget for yourself and you're going to look at it on an ongoing basis, it's very easy to run these reports or print these reports or export them to Excel and just copy and paste in if you're using the same format. Mm -hmm. So say you have QuickBooks 
and you don't have necessarily the version of QuickBooks that has the budget tool in it. Okay. So you create your budget in Excel and, okay, every month I want to be around $200 on advertising. I, I want to do Google ads. I want to spend about $200 a month on advertising. And that's my plan. Well, so if you would export those financial statements, your income statement to Excel, and then you'd copy and paste in what you've spent and you could see, oh, wow, I spent $600 on advertising this month. Why? What happened? Oh, it's because this really great opportunity came up to get my business name out there. So I spent 400 extra dollars on that. And then you can know, okay, I did that. So maybe I'll reduce my ad spend next month, or maybe I'll reduce my taking clients out for meals and entertainment. So that's where you can just check in more often if you have that prepared, but you'd use the income statement to to come back and take a look at that or your budget, your personal budget for yourself as well. That makes yeah. sense too. Mm-hmm. So what do you do for your Know Your Worth clients mm-hmm. in regards to this? Yeah. So every month as a part of Know Your Worth, we provide, so our month-to-month bookkeeping clients, we provide these statements to them every month. So we prepare a management report package for our clients. And every month after we categorize everything, we have everything in the right buckets, we've asked our questions, we generate financial statements for our clients where we will basically use, we have a, a third-party system that helps put it in like a pretty package too on our client portal where they'll open it up and it'll have a graphic chart of like your income this year versus your income last year at this time, Hmm. um, your spending this year versus last year, and then also a snapshot of what's in your bank account that day or all of your bank accounts. And then the next page goes into this is your balance sheet for up until this date, normally this last day of the month. So this is your balance sheet up until this date. And then for the same time period, we have the income statement. So we do a one-month income statement for them, but we also do a year-to-date income statement. Well, I guess technically the one-month income statement that we provide, we do that for three months in a row. So they have a picture of this month of spending, last month of spending, and the month before of spending all next to each other. Okay. And then the next page is the year-to-date. So they can see total income for the year, total spending for the year. So that way they can get a picture of, this month compared to last month. But then if they have a goal overall, like this is a revenue number that we want to get to as a whole, Mm -hmm. they can look at it from that perspective too. So you can look at it at different time periods too. So we prepare those and send them. And then we also prepare the statement of cash flows, which again would take your final net income number at the top. This is what your net income was. This was your beginning cash balance. This is everything that came out on the balance sheet And then this is your final cash number. Mm -hmm. So what that would look like is, so if you had $1,000 of net income, that would be at the top. If your beginning cash balance was $500 and your beginning cash balance was, again, $500, it would show the connection of how you made money, but you ended at the same number Mm -hmm. where that $1,000 went. Like where's the map of how you got from here to here? Exactly. Okay. So that's what the statement of cash flows does. So we have that we prepare as well. And then for some of our clients, we also offer metrics that we'll use that just are included where we would say, if you increased your advertising, we would hope that your sales would increase. It might not be immediately, but then you can see it over a little short couple month run. So if you increased your ad sales last month, we would hope you'd see an increase in income this month. Right. So we do a kind of a comparative on like key metrics that some of our clients Mm. like too. And then we normally provide if they have accounts receivable, if they invoice their clients, we'd prepare an accounts receivable report so they could see how many days past due 
certain clients are so that if they need to follow up with their clients, they have a good track of how many outstanding receivables they have and then how they can follow up. Okay. So when you send that to your clients, do you meet with all of them? Sometimes. Yeah. So we meet with some of them. Some of them like have a pretty good picture now. So they're just like looking at the same pieces. They'll open it. Okay. All looks good. Yep. We followed kind of our budget. And so if you follow your budget and you're prepared, like for that, then that means you're just business as usual. So they can just keep going. And then if clients don't like what they see or they have questions, they can always book a meeting with us and we'll walk through it with them. And for most of our clients, we do that. They just can schedule a meeting with us and we'll talk through all of that. So yeah, we do that on a month to month basis for pretty much all of our clients. Do you ever print them out and you're like, oh, this is bad. We definitely need to meet. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I do. I do. And I never want to be the cause of stress for clients. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the times, most of our clients are really looking at their financial statements all the time. So we don't have to normally pepper anybody to look at them. Mm -hmm. And it's also up to them, like how much review they want to do. We make ourselves available, but there's definitely been a couple of times where we're like, hey, just so you know, don't be alarmed. This is going to look really weird this month. It's because of this. And okay. we try to get ahead of it with some of them. And there's a couple that they know if they're going to have a slow period, they want to make sure they're really on their spending. But yeah, we definitely have had a couple that were like, what happened this month? Are you guys right. okay? Do you need any more assistance? What can we help with? Just to make sure that they hit their goals as much as possible and we can help with that. I think it would be so helpful to have somebody like you mm-hmm. know your worth to be like, Okay, it's spiraling out of control. Like, how do I right the ship? Yeah. Instead yeah. of just like driving it into the ground. Like yeah. Oh my gosh, you would not. You well, would I not. Would panic. I would panic yeah. drive it into the ground. No, you would not. Yes. Yeah. So but, I think uh, yeah. there's a lot to be said for having the professional in that instance. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really take a look at mm-hmm. what you have going on. Yeah. It, it's just another level of, because uh, we've also caught a lot of fraud that way too. So we've had it where like when we're doing the categorization, we're looking at things and people take a look and they're like, I didn't spend that much money. And we click in and they're like, none of that was me. And we're oh, like, wow. oh, okay. And then they'll call their bank and be able to sort out that way. We've, we've had that happen to a, a, quite a few clients where like their information was compromised and our review helped them see that see and then get that money back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's, yeah, it's definitely helpful. I love looking at financial I statements. <laughs> I love it. I just think it's such a fun thing to be able to see like where you're at and I'm very competitive, competitive with myself too. Like I love to set parameters around what my intentions are for our businesses. So I think having the financial statements is just a really good picture. And also if you're looking at your financial statements, you know what you're going to owe for taxes. Right. So, and you're only going to owe on taxes if you're making money. So it just helps to always be looking at them so that you can always be prepared for how much you're going to owe and pay and just have that set aside. Never have that panicky, like, yeah, exactly. feeling. <laughs> exactly. 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 Well, that was robust. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone wants to know more, definitely let us know. We can yeah. really deep dive into them way more than we even did here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was really helpful. Good. So just to review very quickly, the top three things you want to look at are your balance sheet. Your income statement and your statement of cash flows. Yes. So a lot of the times whenever your tax accountant's asking you for things, if it's in your business or your personal, they're asking for that income statement. They definitely want to compare the balance sheet, but the income statement, a lot of the times for the hobbyists, the sole proprietors, it's really all you're tracking at that point. If it's just passed through, they want to see that income statement every year. So it always helps to have all three so you can get the full picture. That'd be a great place to start. 
So if you guys have any more questions that I did not ask, <laughs> you can email us at info yeah. at knowyourworth.com. You can drop it on our social. We'll make sure that it gets answered. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much and have a great day. Thank you guys. If you found a bit of inspiration in this episode for achieving your sexy money goals, click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or YouTube so that you never miss an episode. If you're a growing entrepreneur, but you're still managing your own bookkeeping, it's time to bring on a bookkeeper to make sure your numbers are accurate and you're maximizing your financial opportunities. From categorizing your transactions to account reconciliation and financial statements, we'll take it all off your plate so you can focus on the parts of your business that light you up. Book a call with us and let's see if we'd be a great fit to work together as you grow into your next level business.